When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. What is a normal time to wake up? Not your normal time, but what constitutes a time that's not too early, not too late to get up? Colleen is asking. We'll find out why in a moment. You're listening to the third hour of the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. It's just about four minutes after the two o'clock hour. Colleen, why are we asking yeah, people hi. about their normal wake up times? You know, so I've been thinking about this because everybody has some sort of personal rule about when they wake up, when they go to sleep, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and my routine has been all weird and thrown off um, in the past few days. But I realized, because I usually get up at six. That's okay. just when I get myself up. Yeah. I have stuff to do. I like a quiet house, et cetera. But we're not at home. I don't have the same obligations right now. So I've been waking up like around 7.30, which also feels good. However... In my brain, I have a hard stop at 8 a.m. So, mm-hmm. like, it, sleeping beyond 8 a.m. will not happen. Yeah. It just won't because wake up time is between six and eight in my brain. Mm-hmm. And so, what constitutes a normal wake up time for you? Not necessarily when you actually wake up, All right. but like, what is the window of time where it's like, this is wake up time? Does everybody have that? 651. We're about to find out. 1071. <laughs> or maybe so. not. No, I, I think probably everybody has a window of what's acceptable, right? I What I will oh, say I is so. after about the age of 35, I want to say, maybe closer to 40, I just think I lost the ability to determine when I wake up. Meaning, <laughs> like, like you don't have fair. control over that anymore. I have zero control over when I wake up mm-hmm. any longer. Like I can try to go back to sleep, but it's probably not going to be very good sleep. Oh. And uh, it only gets worse with age. My, I feel that. my ability to um, to determine when I sleep uh, is not any longer a choice because it used to be like when you're young and your body will just take as much as you let it have right like right you could sleep till nine or ten or noon i mean my god in my you guys, 20s you guys don't want my body clock right now why not uh i get up around three forty-five, four o'clock oh my god all right we need to Ooh, work on no, your... no 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 thank you You need to listen to j-lo's advice for uh i do i do seven hours would be nice i'd pay as I'd pay enough money to live in Montecito to have that much sleep. <laughs> for you, then, Josh, what is your, what's a normal time to wake up for you? And, and again, like, not what, like what you're doing. After, acceptable time, honestly, set, no later than seven. If that's past seven, I kind of feel like I'm wasting the day. Yeah. That's okay. So I think that's a thing that must come with age because, again, I'm the parent of a full fledged teenager yeah. who's 15. Uh, and then I have two preteens who are like looking at teenager dumb. Uh, yeah. They're 12 right now, but they're 12 and a half. Um, Thinking and they're 30. All, exactly. All of them could sleep. No, that's not true. Two of them 
will sleep until noon, no problem. And I bet like, that's the boys. Not even think about it. No, actually. Oh, okay. It's my daughter, my 12-year-old daughter, and my 15-year-old son. Okay. My 12-year-old son, he's always been an early riser. That's just how he works. But he's he is of the mentality, like I am, like many adults are, don't sleep too long such that you waste the day. Mm -hmm. That's a valuable day. That's valuable daylight. So, you know, get up, get out there, do something. Yeah. Uh, six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you want to join the conversation, I will say for me, it's usually about seven. I would say maybe you could push that to seven thirty if if it was a rough night or something. But usually, I am up by seven o'clock, probably more like six, maybe somewhere in between six thirty on average. Um, because anything later than seven ish, and that sleep is going to be that. It's that weird sleep. Where it's mm-hmm. like super vivid dreams, and then you you do that like, oh my god, I'm up, what? Yeah, you yes. know, like there's like, a certain point at which it's just not productive, no matter how hard you right. try. Right, and it's it almost feels more like a hallucination than it does actual sleep. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what I just realized? Mm. Are our phones back to working? Yeah. I think okay, they are. Okay, yeah, forget yeah, yeah. it. Because I was going to say maybe that's why nobody's calling, but no, maybe people just don't want to talk about sleep. I know yeah, they're working. <laughs> no, uh, okay, I know Josh is working on getting somebody on the phone. In fact, it looks like oh, James is with us. All right, James, what what are your thoughts on the acceptable wake up hour? Hey, Josh. Hi, James. James, sorry. Hello. <laughs> What's an acceptable wake up time for you? <laughs> so for me, uh, probably about nine or ten a.m. Uh, I'm a little bit different than other people. I am, I've worked afternoons and evenings or overnights for so long that I am just a, a late night person. Mm. Yeah. So for you, you're always going to be getting up around nine o'clock cause you probably stayed up super late. Yeah. And thankfully I found a job that, uh, works well with that. So. Oh, good. Good. All right. I was, he, thank you, James. One question. Oh, wait, oh, did you, okay. you have a question? Are you still there, James? Okay, good. My question was this, James. Like, does, do you, I'm just curious about this. This is for my own curiosity. In the winter, like fall winter hours, when it starts to be darker earlier, do you feel like you get a little bit cheated out of daylight? Um, Like, does that affect you? It doesn't, that's just, no, I don't really get the effect of the, the winter blues or the, uh, always being in the dark i work from home a lot as well so my shades are shot you are uh you lucked out in that regard yeah yeah. because well you live in the perfect place then (laughs) yeah exactly thanks for your call james thanks james you bet We've got Jenny on the line and jenny's going to tell us what she thinks about the appropriate time to wake up jenny honey what's the (laughs) normal time to wake up Hi, this is Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Um, what do you think yeah, the normal wake-up uh, time is? Nights, most of my life, um, just crazy hours because I've worked in retail and on phones and stuff. And so my window of time is all over the place. I mean, it's anywhere between 9 and 1 in the afternoon. All right, so for you, oh. for you, basically, it's going to be later in the morning. Uh, because work, I think working nights just like totally changes, you know, your routine, right? Yeah. The other thing is, is that when you're working overnights, 
um, you become so protective of sleep yeah. that, you know, there's nobody that's going to get you out of bed before night. No way. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Oh, I love you. it. Thank you, Jenny. Jenny. Thank you for your call. I always think that... Um, you too. You too. That, that I always think that's so interesting is... Um, because for me, I'm like activated by daylight. So the second the sun comes out, I'm like charging. I know. That's yeah. why I like in. I can't stay up late anymore because I know that I'm going to be getting up. Like my body's getting up whether we had we went to bed early or not. Right. So better right. to just go to bed early. Otherwise, you better hope you can take a nap. Yeah. As a guy that's <laughs> worked on yes. both, both ends of the spectrum, both overnights and day side. Uh, the toughest part about working overnights is that daylight. It's... It's a tough battle, whether, you know. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's it's not easy, especially if you don't have blinds that are, like, 1,000% perfect and shut exactly closed the way you want them to. It can be tough. Absolutely. Right. Should we have Katie be the last word on the, uh, quote, normal time to wake up? Hey, Katie. Hey. I get up between 4 and 6 every day. The absolute latest I could sleep is 6.30. My body just doesn't allow it right all right right at four four yeah. o'clock is yeah. early though man how often do you get up that early um maybe about half the week wow do you have to take a nap during the day no but i do get tired pretty early in the evening like what time do you go to bed um around nine okay all right wow katie yeah, you're that amazing sounds nice thank you katie i like it uh, I was just going to say, I go to, I go to bed at like, I can go to bed at like nine o'clock and I don't get up at four o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I wish I, I could sleep until six. I go to bed at 10, 30, 11 and get up at four. So I literally almost went to bed last night at seven 30. Oh. So listen, yeah. I do not judge bed. Especially in the winter time. It's very easy. Oof. You yeah. know what else is easy? And thank you, Colleen, for that what? conversation. Um, what else is easy is um, understanding what Army Hammer is doing in the Cayman Islands. Oh, wait, actually, that's oh. not easy. It's very complicated. Oh. But the good news is we now know we actually have an idea of why he's down in the Cayman Islands looking like he's selling timeshares. And I've got the Ooh, story. I'm so excited. Oh, yes. All right. I'll tell you the details when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show. And I've got all the details on a mystery that really nobody else has been paying attention to, except for those of you listening to the Colleen and Bradley show over the last week or so. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Colleen Lindstrom. Hi. Hey. And um, you guys, I now have the actual information about what the heck Army Hammer is really doing down in the Cayman Islands. Are you ready for this? I can't What's he wait. Doing? Yes, tell me. Let's do it. Now, um, this is not a legal drama, but this is like my investigative part of this drama that I want to unveil for you. According to Variety, uh, we now know exactly what Army Hammer is doing down uh, in the in the Cayman Islands, and. This whole trajectory started with this weird report that he was a concierge at a resort and he was like showing people around. And then we learned that maybe he was doing like a timeshare, but people were pushing back on this idea. And they're like, no, no, no. I mean, he's an actor. Why would he be doing any of this? But we kept getting these like weird reports, right? Right. Well, according to Variety, in fact, Army Hammer is working as a timeshare salesman 
in the Cayman Islands after all. Wow. Wow. Now, I bet you but have a lot of questions. Why? Okay. Yeah, this like, why? This is great. Why? This is great. A source tells you, Variety Julia. that Hammer, that is Army Hammer, who, by the way, by all accounts, don't forget. Not MC Hammer. Not no MC relation. Hammer. No, or, um, you know, Ball Peen Hammer. <laughs> Isn't that the name of a hammer? <laughs> anyway, uh, Army Hammer kind of like disappeared, fell off the face of Hollywood because, well, he was accused of sexual assault. He was accused of being nasty and other things, right? So he kind of disappeared. He lost some jobs in Hollywood. We knew he was in the Cayman Islands because his family has a home there. That's where his wife is. That's where the kids have been during the pandemic, etc. A source tells Variety that indeed Army Hammer is working to sell timeshares at a hotel in the Caymans. And that, um, quote... He is working at the resort, and this is what the actual source says. He is working at the resort selling timeshares. He is working at a cubicle. The reality is he's totally broke and is trying to fill the days (gasps) and earn money to support his family. Okay, so if he's totally broke, that means his wife has got the monies. Uh, yeah, for sure. His ex-wife, who, by the way, is TV host, entrepreneur in her own right, Elizabeth Chambers, um, he obviously has to, you know, put food on the table for his family, or at least has to, you know, do his part, right? But wait, there's more. I want to tell you what else this anonymous source had to say to Variety about what Army Hammer is doing down in the Cayman Islands. Uh, they say that prior to working as a timeshare salesman, again, Army Hammer star of stage and screen is selling timeshares like it's this is real before he was a timeshare salesman wait for it he was managing an apartment complex what huh. yeah what? so he was the apartment manager oh, stuff is real for him like he has got to figure out how to live with nothing and i think this will be good for him in the long run. Yes. No. In fact, I like, but what's interesting, and I know a lot of people are like, but we heard that he was selling timeshares. I know. But like, we didn't think this was real or we just didn't know for sure. It, none of it made sense. To be clear, he literally is just on hard times. And for a guy who came from a family who, by the way, uh, has been very successful monetarily, financially and otherwise, I don't know what that situation is. He grew up in the Caribbean, didn't he? Yeah, well, on the Cayman, on Grand Cayman, because his mm-hmm. uh, father or grandfather, there was a family I home. Think his grandfather. Uh, All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen Hanna, mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson rain wilson amor tolls you name it they come they share new episodes of you are what you read drop every tuesday on apple spotify or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts there's a family home 
on Grand Cayman. So this all broke again last week when photos of him working as a salesman surfaced from TMZ. And apparently um, the source says the hotel was trying to protect Hammer. That's why they came out and said he's not working there. Um, But he is, in fact, selling timeshares and like here's the point that i just want to make like this is is so obvious but sometimes you have to be real obvious there's no shame in that work like that's a that's a job not at all right like that's actually a probably a pretty good gig if you can make money selling timeshares i would imagine but that is a marked difference in terms of career for a celebrity who previously you know had top billing in hollywood Right, right. No, this is a change for him. This we're, what we react to is that this is not the Army Hammer that we're used to seeing. This is a different uh, echelon, mm-hmm. shall we say? Yeah. And again, don't Oof. forget in early 2021, this all uh, the controversy surrounding Army Hammer started when um, we started hearing those like creepy, nasty stories about him being a cannibal or like wanting to eat human flesh, remember? And then that kind yeah. of like snowballed. But then there was some serious allegations that came forth, which included, but were not limited to an actual rape accusation from a woman who came mm-hmm. forward. And remember, she came forward with our good friend, Gloria Allred. And then right. that led to an LAPD investigation, which I think has concluded and no charges were brought. But still, all of that did some damage such that I mean, he was nowhere to be seen when uh, Disney's Death on the Nile debuted, right? Right. So, and not only that, I mean, he had some roles. He had some things in the in the hopper that he was projects that he was getting ready to do that were unceremoniously taken from him. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, mm-hmm. Army Hammer, if you are looking for a timeshare down in the, the Cayman Islands, now's your chance to uh, get sold. Uh, a timeshare by none other than Hollywood celebrity Army Hammer. Uh, yeah, but bring friends, like, and stay safe. <laughs> oh God! I'm just, I'm being yeah, dead he's... serious. Like, j- just be careful. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I imagine we're probably not going to hear anything out of Army Hammer's people. No. But we are going to hear out of our mouths when we come back uh, about some dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. And before Idiots. we get there. Before we get there, happy birthday! Be caller number seven. Call now to win to get in to our My Talk 20th anniversary birthday bash. Welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 1071. And um, there are lots of dumb people in the world. Thank God, because we have a whole segment around them. We call them crazy, stupid, idiots. Well, then. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of... Florida. Florida. And sometimes other places like... The United Kingdom. I'm taking us across the pond, and I don't know where. I think Carlo Hosey's Hosey's post office on Staplestown Road. I don't know what that means. Carlo Hosey's? I don't don't know what any of this means. What does this mean? 
Hot words. Is it Friday? <laughs> How are you doing? I no, want to tell Thursday you. And you've got Friday mouth. I want to tell you about two men who've appeared before the Carlo Circuit Criminal Court, and they were charged with deception and fraud of a post office. And the reason they were a charged what? post office in January. Okay, thank you. What did you think I said? I can't say it on the radio. Oh, okay, yeah, don't say that. Uh, a post office. <laughs> In January, involving uh, uh, some fraud. Okay, so they were charged with frauding the fraud. Declan Hawney and uh, somebody else were charged with doing some stuff. Okay, here's what they did. They tried to make money off of somebody who died. And they did that with an, an uncle who died. You know, they tried to claim his pension. You know, like he Mm-mm. passed on and they were like, I'm going to roll up and try to make some money. I guess you can do that at the post office there. Um, maybe Oof. it's like, you know, some countries, your post office, you can do some like banking things and official government, governmenty things. Okay. Well, none of that is unusual in terms of fraud. Like this is not the first time we've seen somebody try to make money off of a dead person. But it's how they tried to... Uh, make money off of this particular dead person that'll change your life forever. Mm. How they tried to make money off the dead person. All my brain goes to is like a weekend at Bernie's situation, but that's not, that's not it. Because they were trying to get, oh, stop it. Stop. When you say weekend at Bernie's, what are you saying? Well, I'm thinking about how they brought him around. Stop. Don't ding. Don't ding that. No. Yep. No, I thought I was joking. No, it's Declan not just a movie. It's fiction. Pawnee of Pollerton Road took the body of his dead uncle, Peter Doyle, to a nearby post office to claim his pension payment. Yep. Oh my I don't have any details on how this all went down and how that actually worked, um, other than to say, um, th- what? Now, his friend was what? charged with attempting to, spe- ste- to steal the money as well, and I'm not sure how his friend was involved. I'm stuck over here on the well, idea. He, I think you need to hold up well, you think, the person with two people. Like, here's my uncle! Or maybe he was, like, behind him and he was just doing the, like, <laughs> you know, like oh he was wearing gosh. a trench coat. He actually brought his dead uncle to the post office. What? I cannot. Isn't that crazy? How do you do that? that? I don't. I, you know, it's like part of me wants to know, but then the other part of me really doesn't want to know. Yeah. No. Uh, Well, the good news is uh, they were arrested and you can't do that. So there was no foul play in the death of the gentleman, though. So that's the good news. Like he died naturally. They just tried okay, to use his you. body for attention. They just wanted yeah. some extra money. Don't we all? Welcome to my twenties. Um, okay, Colleen, yeah. where's your crazy, stupid yeah. idea? Uh, Kansas City. Wait a minute, aren't you in Kansas City? I am in Kansas City. Are you the crazy, stupid idiot? No. Oh, good. But I do think it's funny that, not funny, it's not funny. This is not a funny story. Oh, okay. I think it's of interest that I just happen to be in the backyard of this crazy, stupid idiot. It's actually a company. It's a company called Belfonte. Okay. Have you heard of them? Harry? Not as in Harry. No, I knew you were going to ask. 
No, apparently they're an ice cream company and they're based in Kansas City. I don't think we get their products in uh, Minneapolis. Okay. They ha- they sell their um, they sell their I know that they sell their ice cream in Missouri, and then um, in Oklahoma. Well, Belfonte is in some trouble because they sold a new flavor, which actually sounds kind of good. It's called Chocolate to Die For. Oh yeah, like Death just, by Chocolate. Like yeah, like just it's like really good chocolate ice cream. You it's so good. You'll die. Except for that the problem was that people could actually die. What? Oh, my God. They try to kill you with ice cream? Well, so here's what happened. And this is like, I think this is like, I think this is illegal just in terms of food labeling. The food, the, the ice cream contains peanuts. And for some people, peanuts are deadly. Did they not... Like tell people that they that it had did not peanuts market. in it. Why would you lie to people about not having peanuts when there's peanuts? I do not know, but apparently they got a complaint from somebody who um, looked at the ingredients and realized that the packaging does not mention that it contains peanuts. So I think there's a way that you're supposed to report it on the packaging. And they did not do that. And so the FDA had to post an alert on their website that basically said, like, this could kill you. FYI, chocolate to die for is not worth dying for. So if you have a peanut allergy, maybe don't fall for it. Oh, no. Uh, And so they have recalled the cartons that were sold that were not marked. But now they will go forward and mark the cartons. I feel bad for people with severe food allergies because... Like food for me is fun and it's it's basically love and it's all the things mm-hmm. and I just wouldn't want to think about something actually trying to kill me that I would oh, that's otherwise like a real minefield. Yeah. yeah. I was you know when we were on uh going to Florida a couple of weeks back they were like, "Hey, uh we got someone on board who has a severe peanut allergy, so if you brought any snacks, don't eat them." And I was so 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 upset. Because I, the one snack I had brought had peanut butter in it. And I was like, oh, God, I can't eat my snack. But Aww. obviously I didn't because, like, I don't want to put somebody's life at risk. And I just thought, oh, God, right. how terrifying that would be to just constantly, you know, such yeah. that, like, if I'm eating it, like, five rows over and somebody else can still have an allergic reaction. Oh, God, that's just terrifying. Isn't that awful? Yes, because you know half the people didn't hear that announcement. No, and or there was half that didn't hear it. Then there was probably like an eighth that was like so and ripped it. That's not real. That's stupid. Or like, I don't have, it's not my allergy. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. Don't even get him started. Don't even get him started. Don't even get him started. Okay. I'm gonna anyway, I have had some good ice cream in my life, but not ice cream worth dying for. So, um, no, no ice cream is worth dying for. I do wish we had uh, Bluebell, though. Agreed. It's apropos of nothing, but mm-hmm. we don't have that in Minnesota. And honestly, it's like the is that the ice it's cream just, truck? It is. It is. It's coming for you. Get your money out. You got to run. My Watch God. out, You're out in Kansas run. City. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> don't get run over by the ice cream truck uh no or i just get, want ice cream or order the chocolate to die for yeah um okay so don't die chocolate is not worth dying for ice cream mm-hmm. is definitely not worth dying for so make what sure is? oh god um deep questions 
This should have been yeah, a taco. I don't know. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Ah. Uh, wow. I mean, okay. put us on the spot, <laughs> Colleen. I feel like you should um, have an answer. My favorite ice cream flavor. Is, oh man, that's hard. It's peppermint bonbon. Okay, I was gonna say butter pecan. Um, but that's not my go-to always. But whenever I go get ice cream, like at an ice cream place, I like to get the butter pecan. Because mm-hmm. I would never, like, I don't buy that flavor. Right. Well, I really don't right. buy that's any like... ice cream because I try to avoid it because it's a gateway drug, and I'd much rather go yeah, get it. J-Lo doesn't want to eat mm-hmm. ice cream. Okay, yeah. we're not going down this road because I don't need to have anger issues in the third hour of the show. <laughs> okay, where are we going next, Bradley? When we come back, you guys, oh, here's the deal. We're not doing the throwback live today. Long mm-hmm. story. But what we are going to do is get the Cobra Gang together again. And this time, Colleen has a mystery that we need to solve. Right, Colleen? Absolutely. So this one involves Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. And what you're going to hear is a story that sounds way different from the stories you've been hearing about Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. All right. So we'll get the Cobra Gang together when we come back right here. On my talk, 107.1. All right, you guys, as we wrap up the show today, we're not doing the game that we usually play, but we will be back to our regularly scheduled throwback live at 2.45 tomorrow. However, right now, we're going to get the Cobra Gang together for a little mystery. Whenever there's trouble, they're on the double, we're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the Colleen, what's the mystery we yeah. need to solve today? Okay, so Bradley, when I say the names uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie to Ugh, you, and we are discussing their um, divorce, mm-hmm. what do you know about their divorce? Uh, that it's not final. And that Angelina Jolie is not pleased with her ex-ish husband well no she like tried to do him dirty with the winery thing allegedly supposedly sold half of it to like a big competitor in terms of like wino uh the winettes or whatever like the people that make money off of wino and the winettes (laughs) bunch of wine it was my country western band in the 90s um no but like uh basically tried to sell half of the winery they shared to a competitor and like they were not saying, I mean, they were nicely saying not nice things about each other in the media. Well, this is why I brought this mystery to the table, because something changed, and I don't know what. Um, the The story we've been getting behind the scenes, basically, is that, like, Angelina Jolie is the perfect parent. Brad Pitt is never there. Nothing is, you know, he just is not a great parent. Well, that's not the story we're hearing today. Okay. What um, we in fact, I've seen this story from at least three outlets. Mm. And the one I'm bringing you right now is Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller. Oh, that but do Ray. know that this is, I know, this has been um, reported other places, but a source close to the situation says that uh, Angelina Jolie is very relieved that her ex-husband, Brad Pitt, took the time to fly to Italy for their twins' birthday. Their twins, Vivian and Knox, uh, were celebrating a birthday, their 14th birthday. And Angelina Jolie is shooting in Rome, shooting a movie, not, you know, (laughs) guns at cans. 
She's doing a movie uh, called Without Blood in Rome, and she's got a... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Pretty tight shooting schedule now. According to the source, she has been very stressed about making sure that Knox and Vivian's birthday um, happened in some sort of special way. And she's relieved because Brad Pitt decided to swoop in and help out. Quote, she always bends over backwards to make sure the kids get time with their dad, especially on special occasions like birthdays and holidays. But in this situation, she was stressing about how to make it all work. So the fact that Brad stepped up and made the trip has taken a huge weight off her shoulders his effort hasn't gone unnoticed. Well, so okay, everything, when I say all of those words to you, what do you think? Well, all the words that you just said indicate to me that that, that article was very flattering to, you would think perhaps on first glance, Brad Pitt, but no, it's actually more flattering to Angelina Jolie because it says mm-hmm. like Angelina Jolie is just very happy that Brad made the effort to, I don't know, dad. Um, mm-hmm. which implies perhaps actually in a roundabout way that he doesn't normally. So that's kind of a, a bitchy, backstabby um, implication if you wanted to read it that way, whereas everything else makes her look awesome. So I'm, it, it then makes me think that whoever her people are uh, are trying to get the word out that like she's, you know, like let's think positively about Angelina Jolie. Right. It almost bends over backwards to do that. Yeah. Well, then this source goes on. Which is also, by the way, just really quickly, also contrary to what we normally see in the tabloids where she's painted as sort of this like dragon lady. Right. Exactly. Okay. So the source goes on, quote, they have virtually no contact. Everything between them, including the kids' schedules, is handled by third parties because they're still battling it out in court. But Angelina, now here's where we start to hear about what a wonderful, remarkable parent Angelina Jolie is. Angelina shields the kids from it all as best as she can because she wants them to have a healthy relationship with their dad, Mm. regardless of how she feels about him. Mm. (laughs) I love that. Get that in there. I know. I mean, despite the fact, no matter how I feel about your father, I want you to have a great relationship with your dad. So all of this is making me just wonder, is Angelina Jolie starting to be concerned with how she's being painted in these stories about her and Brad Pitt? And is there a reason why she feels like she needs to make this shift? I have a thought. But it's not all the way formed. Well, the only thing I can say is um, if you just think about the way that their relationships and the two of them have been presented in the media of late, Brad is clearly winning in terms of the message, the narrative, right? Because he's just having this like, you know, he had that GQ. Like, by the way, let me just be clear. I'm not saying I buy any of this crap. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like I, I we read it daily and, you know, you see his people 
through that like big long piece in GQ recently. And like, like there's just all this attempt to make him look like he's, you know, rehabilitated. We, in fact, we called it like the Brad habilitation. Um, mm-hmm. There's a clear effort to make him seem. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for to make him seem palatable again in Hollywood. And so you can imagine that that would then give her people a little, you know, prompt to, Hey, this is not like Angelina Jolie is not, you know, not all of the things that the tabloids would have you believe. And here are a few reasons why. Now here's what's so interesting about this is um, Angelina Jolie is pretty famous for handling a lot of her own, own PR. That's like a thing mm-hmm. about Angelina Jolie. And so I'm, I'm, he thinks somebody at some point had to have gotten to her. And I, I think you're right on. I think that GQ article did a ton of favors for Brad Pitt just in terms of um, painting him to be a healthier version of the person who he even he would claim he was when they yeah. got divorced. So I think this is very much a response to that because it's this this relationship for better or for worse is set up so that one is the good guy and one is the bad guy Mm -hmm. and if brad pitt isn't going to be the bad guy anymore then who's going to be the bad guy yeah she is it's going to be angelina jolie and they they got to kind of figure out how to make it look like they're working together and also this is not just sour grapes these people and it's not just uh career publicity they're all still actively involved in legal shenanigans, right? Mm-hmm. Like they still have legal issues between them. So, you know, this is not, this is not just about publicity and about image and reputation in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I think those are very important things probably for the two of them, but this is also connected to whatever ongoing legal issues that they still, still are dealing with. Right, and aren't the legal issues that they're still dealing with um, surrounding custody of the kids? Yeah, which, like, these kids are going to be, like, in, uh, you know, like, retirement homes before these two finally figure out, like, who who deserves what. So Knox and Vivian are the youngest, and they're turning 14. And so if they continue to drag this out, I mean, many of their kids have already aged out. Well, not many, but for sure... Maddox, who was the one that was in um, question in terms of some scuffle that occurred on that flight, that that fateful. Yeah, they obviously had a falling out. The implication was that he was um, aggressive, if not violent, towards his son. Mm -hmm. Those, I think, were the allegations anyway. But nobody. So he's aged he's aged out of the custody, uh, any kind of custody arrangement and their youngest at 14. I mean, they're, they're coming up on that, you know, within four years. And so, you know, there it's in her interest. If she doesn't want to give up any custody, it's in her interest to make this last as long as possible. And we've heard this makes it sound like she's like, he's pulling his parental weight. Yeah, but again, I think that has more to do with like making her look like she's being a fair and reasonable parent in this right. moment, like because she's recognizing yeah. the work that he's doing. Um, but whether or not that's going to allow him to have the custody that he wants, you know, there was always this conversation we've been having for years that she will never forgive him for what he did and she will not allow him to have the same custody that she has of those kids mm-hmm. no matter what. So God only knows at this point, but. 
what we do know, it's it's kind of like I don't want to compare these two to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard because they're nothing like them. But insofar as they've got unresolved issues and it's mm-hmm. clear that their relationship was perhaps a level of toxic, it's just clear that both have some like both have some stuff because at this point right. you'd think one of them would have just said, OK, this is ridiculous. Why are we still going at it this many years on? Yeah, I mean, and it is it is almost tiring. You forget that they haven't resolved some stuff yeah. because it's a tale as old as time. And every time uh, another story comes up about their legal troubles, you have a tendency now to tune it out. And I, and I think you're you're right on to compare it, at least in that way, to uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, because there is no uh, indication that they are not going to continue to try to battle it out in court publicly mm-hmm. to the best of their ability mm-hmm. for as long as they possibly But can. I want to know, Did uh, is that wine company taken over his... Like, I need to know what's going on over there. I mean... Over at Miraval? Yeah, because if... I, I mean, allegedly, supposedly, that was the company's competitor. So what are they doing? Are they, like, arguing at the winery? Like, what's going on? This is uh, very you know important. That's a good question. I do not know. Um, but you know what? Luckily, we oh, all have shucks. time oh, to deal with that. We're done here. Oh, he's going he's gonna to open it, reopen it uh, by summer of 2022. Oh, all right. Well, as most things, hopefully. Uh, hey, um, thanks for that story. Cobra Gang, you're dismissed. And up next, Lori and Julia take over. Colleen, what do we always say when we head out? Stay safe out there and be excellent to each other. Bye. Bye.